The Crusaders march on to another final and joining us now is one of the old Crusaders himself, Justin Marshall. Marshy, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good evening to you, Dean. Good evening to everybody joining us for In The Red. We're in finals week, so you'll all be very excited. Um, Dean, welcome back to the Airwaves, mate. Lovely to have you back on Thanks. Uh, that... radio uh, for everybody tuning in. And um, yeah, looking forward to breaking down the next hour as we work to what is everyone's, I guess, dream final, the people's final, mate. <laughs> it came about, and uh, I guess that's created some genuine excitement. Oh, absolutely. We'll dig into that, Marshy, because I'm with you, mate. It is the people's final. But let's look at that that win against the Chiefs, Marshy, because, mate, for all money, I honestly thought the second half the Chiefs were going to run you down, yet somehow the serial winners, the serial finalists, the Crusaders do it again. How, what, how did you do it, mate? How did the boys do it? Yeah, look, I think when they looked at the, the first up um, effort, when they got beaten, they're on their own patch by the Chiefs. They would have broken that game down and looked at areas where they were, they were quite clearly outplayed. And I thought one of those areas was in the patience department. I thought when the Chiefs came home with their wet sail at the finish of that match in the round robin, they were incredibly patient inside the 22. The Crusaders still had to make, I think, two and a half times more tackles than the Chiefs on that night. Mm. Uh, but the, the Chiefs were just very, very patient with the ball, particularly inside the 22. Now, this was a basically, it wasn't a replica match, but it was very similar where the Crusaders, you know, going into that 230 tackle mark, they're like, that's next level stuff when, you, when you're entering into that zone. <laughs> but um, I certainly felt that they... They showed just a little bit more line speed. They, they didn't paint as many pictures of space for the Chiefs once they got into that zone, mm. and they forced the Chiefs to make errors. Like, everybody sort of talked a little bit about the pass where Quintupaya threw it over the touchline. But basically the reason, or part of the reason for that was he was asked to execute it at a, a split second because the defender was on him in an absolute flash. Yes, there was space there, and the Crusaders gave them that space last time, and the Chiefs took all of it. But this time round, when they'd been uh, defending multiple phases, the Crusaders decided to keep their line speed and make the Chiefs plays, execute passes, uh, footwork, uh, power, whatever it might be, to finish their hard work. And ultimately, that was what the shift and the change was. And that's why I think, even though, like you said, it looked like the Chiefs were... The, the better team on the night with the ball in hand, the Crusaders completely frustrated them on the night when they had the ball because they couldn't they couldn't finish off all their good work. You, you're abs that, that's what I was trying to figure out, mate. Is like, was it like we heard people say in the last hour? Was it a, a Chiefs choke? Or and I don't think it was. I think it's like you say. I think the Crusaders just put so much heat on them that mistakes happen and eventually they crack and the Crusaders go down the other end and and finish it off. Yeah, and I, I think that basically the Crusaders with their line speed, if you go back and rewatch the game, you know, that the time, particularly in the first half where they had, you know, plenty of momentum, they had scrum after scrum, they won a couple of scrum penalties, Crusaders were, were under penalty yellow card pressure, uh, and, you know, the, the Chiefs' sole cooler went off the back, and again, the Crusaders, when you're under penalty yellow card pressure, it's easy to back off and, and make sure that you don't get caught offside for something cynical. Uh, you don't want to go in the, the bin for 10 minutes. And then when the Chiefs decided that they'd had an overlap and they got it out to Nankerville, instead of Nankerville having time and the Crusaders backing off, bang, he had a defender in his face again. And they spilt the ball. Severus scooped it up, kicked ahead. Will Jordan 
um, was following up. They forced a five-metre scrum um, for the Chiefs on defence after defending for so long. And then three or four minutes later, Cullen Grace was off the back and scoring a, a, a seven-pointer. So, you know, that, that was what they did differently. I, I, don't think, I don't think that the Chiefs choked, mate, but I, I mm. certainly don't think that they were as ruthless as they've been throughout this competition. They, they just looked a little panicky. Um, at times when they'd looked composed in previous games and previous encounters um, where they'd been under the pump, they'd, they, they'd stayed composed. The Crusaders forced them to, to get a little bit impatient mm. and, and try and chase points. And when they chased, they pushed things a bit too hard. And I think that was a, that was not a Chiefs effort that Craig... Um, uh, McMillan would be very happy with, I don't think, Clayton. Mm. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I, I agree with you on that one too, Marshy. And you touched on it there, and you've probably spoken about it. We've heard lots of people mention it as well, the cards. Now, to me, it's it's like the ref puts himself almost in a no-win situation when he brings that up early. You know, you don't give yourself any room to move because when it happens again, you're kind of you're kind of caught and you have to do something, even though to a lot of us it looks like it's just – as we've heard in a rugby incident, it just it happens. It's a thing that happens in a game. Is there a way to fix it, Marshy, or what's the answer? Yeah, well, you might, my my word is it's it's accidental. Mm. You know now, now what 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 yellow and red cards for? They're for intent, uh, intent to injure, or also your intent was um, your intent or your body position was wrong, so you're always then going to be causing problems. Mm. What we're seeing is we're seeing red or yellow cards for players where their intent is already set and the actions of the ball carry, carrier a lot of this time is putting them in a bad position, whereas their, their position was already set. And, and so what can they do? They, they can't go anywhere. They can't do anything. And sometimes you get accidental head-on-head collisions. Mm. Sometimes you get a player falling from another tackle or falling over like Pablo Matera was at the weekend. He yeah. missed the ball. He, he looked back to grab it, and then he found himself slipping and falling to the ground. If he had caught that that ball, Quintu Pio was going to hit him right in the ribs. Yeah. Um, but because of the way that that, 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 that split second unfolded, um, he fell to ground. It became clumsy. Tupaya did nothing wrong. He was still looking to wrap his arm. Um, he, he, he accidentally makes contact with the head and gets a yellow card, for goodness sake. You know, it's just like... <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it's it's proving it's proving to be a real problem in our game. It has been, and it will continue to be, unless they change the law interpretation and they start to take into context that there will be accidental collisions in the game without any intent from either the offender or the defender, and and that sometimes in a contact sport it'll just happen for no no another no unknown reason. No one's set to hurt anybody. No one's set to headbutt anybody because you know that's the last thing you want to do and mm. you know quite often we're seeing the player that is being binned being the player that needs an HIA so something's wrong there somewhere. Yeah no you're 100% right and I just want to change tack a little bit uh, Marshy because there's been a lot of talk in Christchurch lately about the stadium the new stadium the old stadium and let me throw this at you Orange Theory Stadium you know I think it's aptly named because in theory it is a stadium okay it might not be the best stadium in the world but you know what Marshy what was that stat that was on the weekend? Was it 26 or 27 of the last yep. playoff games at home haven't lost? Now, surely yep. that's a reason to stay there. Have I gone too far with that, Marshy? Or would that be something it's, you know, what do you think? Yeah, well, it's not an easy ground to play at, Dean. It's, mm. it's difficult because 
you know, it, it isn't a purposely built rugby stadium like many of the stadiums that we're now playing in. Mm. It's been pieced together. It was a rugby league ground. Um, I remember going to watch rugby league there as oh, as a young okay. uh, a young teenager when I when I first moved to Christchurch. Really? And, yeah, I did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, they they've basically built the whole stadium out of scaffolding, and and so. They've temporarily had stands there for over a decade now. They're absolutely freezing cold to sit in because you're sitting under cold steel. Um, they don't have high grandstands, so when when, it, when the weather comes in, it, it hits the field full on. You know, there's no real protection for for the ground. You don't have, you know, mm. uh, double story um, uh, uh, grandstands where you can get a little bit of respite from the weather. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the, there's not a lot of top tier. Uh, franchises and teams across the world that play in probably second tier stadiums mm. and because of that you know the Crusaders are just used to playing there they're used to fighting the wind the southerly the weather the dew is a massive problem there okay uh, and so teams that come there are really outside of the envi- environments that they're used to being in um, and so that's why it's massively advantageous to the Crusaders to play there because they know that ground like the back of their hand. They know the wind conditions. Mm. They know when it's going to change. They can look at the Port Hills. They can see what's going on. So they do have a huge advantage to that stadium. So in theory, Mm. what you're saying is right. But if you had to go sit there each week as a red (laughs) black uh, supporter, you'd probably be saying, you know what, I, I like our winning history here, but I'd rather be sitting with my shorts and a t-shirt and maybe a sweatshirt in the middle of winter, <laughs> drinking a cold beer with a roof over my head. 